Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Episode 599 of the Short Time Wrestling Podcast. I'm Jason Bryant, and, well, you kind of know what's going on, right? Well, one of the things I was looking to do, for those of you that were planning on coming to Minneapolis, there was going to be 40,000 of you, 40,000 of my best wrestling friends coming to this tournament, the Division One Championships, which are now canceled, along with the Division Two, the Division Three. the clubs actually went on. The junior colleges in NAIA were done. The NAIA women were also canceled. But those of you that were coming to Minneapolis, I had two special shows planned for you, and I'm still going to release them. The first one is today, where I talk with my talk 1071 Stephanie Hansen. She's a food blogger. She's also a radio host. She is uh, does a lot of cool things here, focusing on the Minnesota food scene as well as the Minnesota entrepreneur scene. So I had a chance to sit down with Stephanie in late February to really prepare the fans coming in on the food scene here and the things they needed to check out. I also sat down prior to leaving for the Division Three Championships a couple days ago, and this is before we had uh, everything shut down and the plans were still people were going to come. Uh, we had uh, this is even before they, they stopped allowing the fans into that, and we were talking about uh, that show, which is going to be episode 600, is going to talk about the, the craft beer scene. So long story short, if you're going to come to Minneapolis in the future, if you're going to come to the Twin Cities, let this be your food guide. I'm not saying go out and do this tonight when you hear this. This is released on March the 14th, Pi Day. not saying do it right now because there are certain things you might want to do to probably stop the spread of this thing. And, you know, I would encourage that. You know, your opinions may be different. But if you come here in the future... This is the food stuff, and this is the woman you need to listen to. So, without further ado, I give you my food journey with Stephanie Hansen here on the Short Time Wrestling Podcast, originally planned for all of you coming in to the Twin Cities, but if you ever come here again, I highly recommend it because this is a great place to live. It's a great place to eat. It's a great place to party. It's a great place for sports. It's a great place for beer. It's a great place for the outdoors. And uh, here's just a little bit of that food journey on episode 599 of the Short Time Wrestling Podcast. Hope to see you soon. But, uh, you know, if it's if it's July on your way to Fargo, hey, these places are probably still going to be open. So 
I'd like to thank Stephanie for her time. And I'd like to thank you for spending your time with me because you've always got time for sure time. So last night I went to Shamrocks and had a Paul Molitor burger. What? Okay. See, I, this might even be a cold open for all that, all we know here. <laughs> what is a Paul Molitor burger? It is a juicy Lucy. So it is a two patties that is formed around a pile of pepper jack cheese and then they griddle it so the cheese inside becomes molten and then they serve it on a bun and then i always get a side of jalapeno peppers and it's delicious so that was my dinner last night and where is shamrocks shamrocks is in saint paul on west 7th and the funny thing about shamrocks is they also own the nook so when you talk about Juicy Lucy's in town, people mm-hmm. talk about Matt's, people talk about the 5-8. Well, in St. Paul, the original Juicy Lucy was at the Nook. And the Nook is a great spot. There's a Ranham bowling in the basement. Um, you can get cans of Paps down there. It's super fun. But if you if it's too crowded or there's a line, like Shamrocks is three times as big. So it's the secret St. Paul secret to get your Juicy Lucy. Hmm, that's good, because uh, I was going to bring up what a Juicy Lucy is, and I'm just going to go with this cold open today on Short Time, talking with Stephanie Hansen, the host of numerous podcasts here in the Twin Cities, mostly notable, at least for me, on 1071, My Talk 1071, for Weekly Dish, a show where you and your co-host Stephanie Marsh, Stephanie's, ah, there's, there's a little double double meaning there with the apostrophes. Sure. You know food, you know beverage, you know the scene, you're a native of the Twin Cities. The, the reason to have you on is to talk about all those people that are going to come in here March 18th through 21st at the NCAA Wrestling Championships. They're not going to know a whole lot about Twin Cities culture, Twin Cities food, and basically what's great about this area. So we're going to focus on the food and dining experience today on both Minneapolis and St. Paul. We sitting, you got a great spot in St. Paul. I love this. You're not that far from Cafe Latte, which was no, one of my favorite spots. I'm not. I'm going to surprise my wife with German chocolate cake on the way home, but oh, thankfully, so nice. thankfully this isn't live. So uh, it, she's going to figure that out after the fact, but Stephanie, again a little bit about about yourself you work in radio but you've been a influencer you've been working in social media marketing you've been all sorts of places and doing things and what is the one thing that you found about the twin cities that makes it home for you oh that's such a good question and i thought about moving away like long ago and i did move away for a little bit but i came back there's something very provincial and i say that in a nice way because that can have two meanings it feels like there's a real community here. People are hard to get to know because we're sort of standoffish, not because we don't want to be friends with you, but we're just Nordic and don't know how. (laughs) So once you get past that part, this community is just full of creative people. It's full of makers. It's full of scientists. It's full of great medical minds. I love living here. I love that it gets cold in the winter and that we get a four seasons. So you get a nice fall. I have a cabin. So I love the 10,000 lakes. I just can't imagine being very far from a lake. I lived in the East Coast for a while and I lived literally right on the Chesapeake Bay, but you couldn't swim in it. So I was like, this just feels so sad that I'm right here, but I can't actually get in the water. So I think it's a little better now, but I just have always loved living in the Twin Cities and I knew very quickly that this would be the place that I would settle. 
Yeah, I'm from southeastern Virginia, so I was in the swimmable portion of the Chesapeake Bay where I grew up. My my hometown juts right out into it, so uh, that 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 brings my affinity for seafood, which I'll actually bring up here on a place we we've, we've eaten because I usually kind of have a rule I don't eat seafood west of Richmond, Virginia. So wow. thankfully, we have good lake fish and walleye up here, but uh, that's that's more in jest than it is in actual practice. But Stephanie, one thing that I am really interested in, and being a transplant, I've I've called this place home for ten years. I married a Minnesota girl, so I left and then came back. Is the, the, we've got the big four sports. Uh, you can go six if you if you're going to include, you know, the the cha- WNBA champion Minnesota Lynx and the the Minnesota United soccer teams. I'm not yep. really um, going to say I'm a fan of all six major sports, but again, we say we've got the big four. We've got a Big Ten team. We've got from a wrestling standpoint, you have Augsburg University and St. Cloud State, which have won national championships in recent memory. You've got a great music scene with First Ave, and then everything that comes into Excel and and the Target Center, and now the Fillmore too. Yeah, I've heard about that. I haven't been there yet. And then pretty great. And then places like the Turf Club, which I saw uh, Cody Canada and the Departed, which some people may know as part of Cross Canadian Ragweed. You've got music. You've got the great beer scene. You've got all, you've got the the camping scene. You can drive one hour in every direction and be outdoors away from people. So what I love about this place is. I have all those things where I didn't have it where I grew up in in Virginia, lived in Pennsylvania, lived in Colorado. While Colorado Springs may be the most beautiful place I've ever lived, Minnesota in the Twin Cities here is the best place I've ever lived for all of those things. Part of that, too, is my discovery of food culture and not necessarily being a foodie, but somebody who now appreciates something better than, oh, cool, it's boneless night at B-dubs yeah. or something along those lines or, or it's all you can eat insert you know, waistline expanding food here. So from a food perspective, from an outsider standpoint, what is the best thing people should know when coming into the Twin Cities about the food scene here? It's interesting because for many, many years, we've been considered sort of flyover country. But I think that the Super Bowl kind of launched us into a more national way. And we had been doing lots of cool things before that. But I think Super Bowl and that whole Bold North experience gave us the opportunity to introduce it to both people on the East and the West Coasts. The Minneapolis food scene here is incredible. And it's always been incredible because we've always had farm and we've always had the General Mills in our backyard. So we've been very ingredient driven. But I think as we've moved forward, people are giving our chefs and our people here more recognition. I don't think that people knew what the cuisine of the North was. And we're spending a lot more time talking about heritage grains and the things that really made us as a food community grow up and our access to cattle and our access to pork and our access to farming goods. I mean, it's all right here. We're like the Midwest. We're the breadbasket. We have everything. And that's one thing. The wrestling culture of this country is is also been looked at as there's pockets of Pennsylvania and, and Ohio. But again, Iowa, Oklahoma, the Midwest flyover country, for example, is what people like to call it. And wrestling fans really hate that because our biggest tournaments have drawn in the Midwest. I mean, things in Iowa leads the nation in attendance for college wrestling. They've drawn over 10,000 for every home duel this year. So we look at all those things and we're a blue collar crowd. So we, we are farmers. We are hard workers. Yeah. We are a blue collar type of crowd. So those type of things that we help raise go into the food culture. And I think some of it maybe even from my own personal experience is the fact that we've got the abundance of television where being a celebrity chef and all these cooking shows, like, I mean, how many people don't stop on chopped and it freezes you for a little bit Yeah. or, or, you know, I subscribe to seasons of top chef and things of that nature. So the celebrity scene, the, the television uh, access to being a foodie is also playing a role in that. It's funny because the, our, our radio show weekly dish coincided 
Food Network had just launched when we decided to start doing a radio show about food. And we were 13. We've had that show 13 years now on My Talk 1071 on Saturdays from 9 to 11. And you can podcast it as well. And it really talks all about the Twin Cities food scene, but also just food in general. You know, we talk about larger topics and we're pretty funny. Um, but all of this food people coming into your living room really made it feel like you could make some of these things and that it wasn't so challenging to cook because people, there's a lot of people that don't know how to cook. But if you get exposure to it and you start to demystify some of the ingredients and it's really, you know, you can learn about 10 basic skills and you can cook just about anything. What's interesting about this podcast is my uncle was a D1 wrestler from Wisconsin and his name I was, was going to ask what your connection to wrestling was if you had one. So it's the only connection I have. Well, uh, two things. He was, uh, I can't remember what college he went to, but Paul Nelson was his name and he has become a big foodie. And we have gone on lots of foodie adventures together. We've been to Croatia together. We've been to Italy together and he, we've been to Mexico together and we just have eaten all over the world together. And he was a wrestler. Then he was a wrestling coach. And he talks a lot about food and wrestling and just food as fuel and uh, some of the ways that they have modified diets over the course of time in the wrestling culture. Mm -hmm. So we've just talked a lot about food. So my only connection to wrestling is that. And then the second story is... I used to watch the WWE, which I know is not the same as wrestling, <laughs> but um, my stepmom got kicked out of the Target Center at a Hulk Hogan match, WrestleMania, I think it was, for throwing M&Ms. And, and who was and and your uncle and my stepmom was the one who was kicked out. My uncle was Paul Nelson. Okay, okay, so there you go. So and you said he wrestled at Wisconsin. Yeah, I'll have to look that one up because I, I think I, it was Wisconsin. He was a D one. He's from Wisconsin. D one. Might have been no Chicago. There he wrestled in Chicago. Okay, because uh, could have been. There's a couple options there. Yeah. It could be Northwestern. Could be University of Chicago. Could be a couple things there. The third D three. But anyway, but so you do. You're not completely foreign no. to the world of wrestling, which is a little foreign, but not a hundred percent. Well, because we're not talking about the wrestlers making weight on this show. We're talking about the fans. Yeah, the, the people that are going to be able to drink their face off and, and eat their face off here. And part of that, you're, you're talking about the the being about food and knowing how to cook. Part of that too is is drifted into people are now going fine dining no longer seems to be an exclusive activity. You don't no. have to make six figures to just simply enjoy. Granted, uh, you know, people that are blue collar, you can afford that date night here and there where you're going to spend probably, eh, you know, a little bit more than you'd like to spend on a meal. But the opportunity now, the access like, OK, farm to table actually means something, uh, you know, where, you know, grass fed. It just they're the different types of ingredients, like you said, we're ingredients driven here makes for a better dining experience because you actually now know how food is supposed to taste. And I think, you know, date night used to mean like you would get a babysitter and you would go out and you would spend, you know, $100 on a fancy meal. Well, date night now can be as simple as going to Sociable Cider Works, having a glass of their delicious homemade cider, and then eating from Yia Vang's food truck that's right there, Union Kitchen, you know, and getting a rice bowl. And that type of that rice bowl is going to probably be the best rice bowl you've ever had because he's cooking Hmong food, which most people don't know about, but it's in a, it's, it's Asian food and it's super delicious and it's kind of street food. So you're all in on that is going to be about 40 bucks, maybe 50 if you get a couple of sides. So date night can mean lots of things. Now it doesn't have to be that you're going to spoon and stable and, you know, spending a couple hundred dollars on a meal. 
Yeah, and, and I was going to save this for later, but since we're already talking about date night, your co-host writes for Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Yes, which she's the food editor. A story I read via my email was about Baltimore, which is a steakhouse that just opened up in Roseville, which is one of the suburbs. So from downtown, you can probably hop in an Uber and be there 15, 20 minutes, depending on traffic. Yeah, it's quick. There's and, a couple things up in Roseville that are worth checking out. Uh, Randy Stanley owns Baltimore, and he also owns a steakhouse called uh, Six Smith that's in YZ, which is west of downtown. And both steakhouses are similar in that they really do a fabulous job with meat, but also with fish, also with chicken. It's supper club dining, but it's a little bit elevated. So you're going to just get a lovely uh, piece of meat, but you're going to be able to have access to sauces or rubs or different things that'll make that meat a little bit. Um, maybe you have it crab encrusted. Maybe you have a Bernays sauce that would be on the side, but the rooms feel really beautiful. They're kind of dark and a little woodsy, but not um, stuffy. It's just a great spot. I, they have a great bar there too, with lots of TVs. So if you're someone that likes to keep up on your sports scores, you can go to Baltimore, you can sit at the bar and have a martini and have probably the best filet and hash browns that you would have. Oh, and I, I had the, my wife and I split the T-bone and she got the scallops. And again, got, that goes to my seafood aversion of anything west of Richmond, Virginia, growing up where they get the scallops and the crab right off the boat. You could literally eat it within an hour. So, you know, out here, you're not really. It harvest- is flown. <laughs> yeah. It is flown in. But thank God for modern transportation. I mean, we can get scallops that were farmed yesterday. Well, uh, but the point I'm saying about Baltimore is we went there, we sat down and it was I, it was one of the most delicious experiences because one, it, you know, it said, you know, the dress code is what it is, it, but it wasn't, you know, like you said, it wasn't stuffy. It was approachable. Yeah. I mean, I would recommend getting a reservation off open table or something like that. That's what we did. But you sit down and the, the beer selection to me was was a good option because you had a very, very diverse group of of Minnesota beers and of course your old regulars. But again, it was an approachable upper level steakhouse. Here's and what it I was would really say. Nice. There is nowhere in the Twin Cities right now, nowhere that you can go that you can't wear a pair of jeans. Okay. But you have to, if you're going to wear jeans, which is fine, you maybe you wear a little nicer pair of sneakers, or maybe you wear a nicer loafer and you might have a press shirt or you might have a, a blazer, you know, but there's really nowhere in this entire town that you can't go with a pair of jeans, to be perfectly honest. Even our most high-end fine restaurants, you can go in with a pair of jeans. If you've got the rest of the you know, accoutrements, if you're looking sloppy and crappy, well, stick to some of the food trucks and some <laughs> of the breweries. But um, don't be deterred by dress. There's really very little that you can't do in this town in jeans. Yeah, and I want to make sure, too, that this is not focusing on the the top level of our fan that comes in, because some people come in and they're here for the party. They're here for bar food. They're here for pub food. We're going to talk about that in a second, but they're also here for the, the beer experience. But there are people that come in, they rent the skybox that or they get, you know, we're going to have one good meal. We're going to go out. We're going to find this place. This is our team meal. I know that, uh, you know, like the women Mary alumni will uh, we, they I think we ate at Ruth's Chris last year Yep. Uh, out in, in Pittsburgh or some uh, was one of those. It might have been St. Louis. I can't remember which were Cleveland, whatever these tournaments, but they, they find experiences for their groups, their alumni groups and stuff. So those are options. Now, when it comes to the blue collar individual, the person that's like, oh, you know what? 20 bucks, 25 bucks a meal might or plate might be about the extent of because they know it's going to cost money here. Yeah. So in looking at let's focus first around U.S. Bank Stadium, that downtown area, which has exploded with its food. What are some of your favorite places? If you're, say, you know, coming out of a Vikings game, you can pick. But one place that you know that, okay, there's there's going to be 40,000 people here watching wrestling. They've got options. What are some of the ones that you would suggest right off the bat? 
Near U.S. Bank Stadium in stadium proper, I'm not going to lie, it's kind of challenging. Mm-hmm. There is not a lot down there. There's becoming more, but um, Zenbox Izakaya is a ramen place on Washington Avenue, and it's owned by a local couple that came here from Japan, and they have the best ramen. And ramen's pretty inexpensive. Ramen is a bowl of soup, basically, like this super flavorful broth, and then it'll have rice noodles, it'll have half an egg in there. It'll have meat usually. Maybe it's meatballs. Maybe it's sliced beef. And then there'll be greens that you put in there too, like cilantro or bean sprouts. And then you can amp it up with some sriracha. You can put soy sauce in there. That's a delicious meal that's down there. Also, I would say um, if you're looking for just somewhere where you can sit at a bar and have a great burger, Eastside is uh, Jamie Malone. She's one of our James Beard award winning chefs, but she runs a kitchen that is down there and they do a great happy hour. They have an awesome burger. You can sit at that bar. Also, Lion's Tap is down there and has a great burger that's been around town for a long time and um, is kind of more pub fare. Mm-hmm. If you're getting a little further away from the stadium, I love to go to the North Loop. Which and- I, I think that's one place that's probably going to be kind of the central hub because when, when people say uh, the stadium... You're talking immediate proper. I mean, within a mile, there's there's plenty. I mean, plus with walking in the skyways, you really don't have to go outside. Yes, um, you don't have to go outside. If you get down to the North Loop, there is some great food experiences down there. There is Red Cow, which is very um, accessible for everyone. They have some of the most amazing burgers there. Um, They have a double barrel burger that's a double burger and it's got an onion ring on it and some barbecue sauce. They've also got fish and chips, which are super spectacular. And they have a huge wing game there. And if you're like with someone who maybe doesn't eat meat, they've got a plant-based burger that's made out of that impossible meat Mm -hmm. that is so great. You wouldn't even know it's not a burger and i mean that a hundred percent i don't think many wrestling fans are going to admit to being uh the impossible but but i've i'll, I'll be honest a lot of the I've, young ha- people. I've had one i've had one it's not not terrible i mean i'm a meat guy but yeah they have cauliflower be- <laughs> wings too so you're you can have you know your big meaty wings there they've got some great dry rubbed wings or you can get cauliflower wings um red cow is just it's always spectacular and they have a giant beer selection so they're going to have all your minnesota beers but they're also going to have beers from the east and west coast and they'll have exclusive beers that other people don't have they have relationships where they bring in um uh, craft brewers from all around the country so red cow would be a great one and then you know depending on what you're looking for there is dessert places there's the hewing hotel is a beautiful hotel and i like to encourage people to just go there and have a drink. I wouldn't hang around to eat, but it's one of the great spots to drink. And then the Monte Carlo has been there forever and their dry rubbed wings are the best wings in town. Hands down, you get a wing, you get served it with fries. Those dry rubbed wings will change your life. They're just incredible. Both Stephanie and I, I think those are the best wings in town. See, because my buddy, Charlie and I, he's a, he's one of our, uh, local uniformed constabulatory out in St. Paul. Him and I have been, we were searching for wing spots. We fed D-spot out in Oakdale. D-spot's it's great. phenomenal. So if you're out in that part of the area and you want some good wings, I would recommend also D-spot too. But There's a whole list of wings yeah. on stephaniesdish.com. <laughs> so I just did a wing segment and I highlighted the 10 best wings in the Twin Cities. Where do you, where, what do you, uh, what's your favorite at, uh, at D-spot? 
Um, I, I like the really hot wings there. So I would go with the sriracha. I might go with the teriyaki if I was doing sweet and sour. There's also serums in Anoka, which is up that way. Mm-hmm. And they have great wings too. I like, I, I generally like dry rubbed wings, mm-hmm. but if Likewise. I'm going to have a wet wing, I want it to be cooked. Mm-hmm cooked like i don't want that flabby skin like i have real feelings about it so (laughs) if you have not cooked the wing properly and then you put sauce on it and it's just like that flabby no thank you yeah now back to the u.s bank stadium area so of course there's that's not all there is there but there's plenty of bars and restaurants that have there's daybot blue ring that's right there there's there's hundreds of them down there but again like like 508 or or the loon one of the classic classic bars downtown the loon is a awesome spot if you're going to go there for chili um there is also mckenzie's pub Mm -hmm. which has a great whiskey selection and it's a real pub like it's long and it's narrow and you're gonna rub elbows with your neighbors but that's a super fun spot um, also, on both East and West Hennepin, they have two restaurants on the same street is Eli's. And Eli's is a local owned place. And it's like um, kind of like a dive bar on the West End. And on the East End, it's a little bit nicer. And right across the street, they also own Beast Barbecue. So that's a good spot if you want to have like a walleye po' boy. Their walleye po' boy is amazing. They also have great wings, really um, fun drinks. And then you can hit up barbecue at Beast. The best barbecue in town, though, hands down, is the food truck that's at Able Brewing. Okay, it's in the parking lot. It's called Animales. And... John Whiffley is the chef there and he is smoking ribs and sides of pork. Uh, if you happen to catch him on an awesome day, you can get the McJohnimal, which is just like a Big Mac, but it's actually a good Big Mac. His barbecue there is fantastic. He's got big, juicy, meaty sausages. Just so good. Because I've been on, again, being from the South, I'm, I've been on the, the crusade for good barbecue. And I think um, they just opened up an old Southern in, in Arden Hills. Lexington has a blue collar barbecue, which is a pretty good spot, which we hit up last week. So now that now that I mean, and I I enjoy Abel Brewing's stuff. I mean, they've got that that Black Wolf Stout, which is probably one of my favorite stouts in the area. So Abel Brewing haven't been down there yet. But oh, hey, folks, Animales <laughs> is like top notch. And you're you'll know you'll know right away. Like this is the real deal. And in case you're wondering, I am going to get into the beer discussion quite heavily with Drew and Schmitty from the Minnesota Beer Cast on Twin Cities News Talk 1130. It's funny. We got two different radio stations that we're pairing with here. We're talking food today. We'll talk beer on the next episode. But uh, when when you're looking at people that are staying maybe in the outskirts, they may take the light rail. I know the media hotel is in downtown St. Paul, the Intercontinental mm-hmm. in St. Paul. So it's about you know, nine miles away from the venue. So oh, it's down, you're so close. To, if you're at the Intercontinental Hotel in St. Paul, you're so close to so many things. Such as? So, well, St. Paul Grill, if you want to like do like the fancy big boy thing and you want to have a fancy martini and a whiskey and they have the best hash browns in town and also amazing wild rice soup, which sounds Minnesota weird, staple. but it is staple. a Minnesota staple and their wild rice soup is the best wild rice soup in town, I think. So you're going to hit up the St. Paul Grill. Um, then you can also go down the road. And if we just walk down 7th Street, which is near the hotel, you could start with Cosetta's and 
that's going to be a whole Italian grocery, a pasticceria that has amazing um, desserts and macaroons and Italian pastries. They're also going to have on the top level, Louise is a full service restaurant with your red sauces, your chipinos, your lasagna and your pizzas are going to be down below at the grab and go. And you just keep walking down the street. Pajarito, which is further down on West 7th, is really delicious, kind of elevated Mexican. So they're going to have tacos, but they're going to be the kind of tacos that are on a corn tortilla with a little bit of cilantro. You're not wrapping them some in your pulled car. pork. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, there's also a great brewery down there, Bad Weather Brewing, mm-hmm. which has a beer that's called Miraculum. That um oh no it's called Pri- Hopromancer yeah, yeah Hopromancer and prize, uh, prize is Miraculum, miraculum. Hopromancer is my favorite IPA there you'll keep walking down that street there's Digidios Digidios is old school St Paul and they are known for their delicious spaghetti and meatballs mm. and you just get a massive plate of spaghetti and meatballs it's a family owned place really nice really fun I could just keep going <laughs> well and this thing because we've uh, we're explaining two different locales because again the media hotels in St Paul people are going to be taking St staying in St. Paul, taking the light rail over uh, across the Twin Cities. And it is a real dynamic area that we live in because downtown St. Paul at at night and downtown Minneapolis at night are completely different experiences. They are. St. Paul is cozier. It's more quiet. Up on Grand Avenue is kind of where a lot of action happens in St. Paul, also in Lower Town. Mm -hmm. Um, St. Dinette, if you like a crinkle cut fry and a burger, their burger, I think, is award winning that you can get at the bar there. It's um it's it tastes just like a McDonald's burger, but it's the good beef, mm-hmm. it's the good experience, it's the crinkle cut fry. <coughs> Excuse me, that's a locally owned spot too. If you head over to um in Lower Town still, Handsome Hog mm-hmm. is gonna be one of the Justin Sutherland places. Justin Sutherland is kind of one of our fancier, uh, more well-known chefs. He was on Top Chef, but he's got a great barbecue spot right there. Also, Octo Fish Bar is very interesting. It's in um, a thing that's called the Market House Collaborative. And inside it is a meat market. There's a brewery. Birch has a brewery there. And this is a great place to go if you want like whole fish. They'll like have a whole fish that's been flown in that day and Perhaps prepare it. People are are using Airbnbs and they've got they're cooking their own food, for example. Yes. But or you can eat it at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. There the fish market's right there, but then it's a full service restaurant. So you can go to the market, pick your fish, and they'll cook it in the restaurant for you. Now that's interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool. As we, we get back to Minneapolis, there's a couple things that, that jump out. Um, in terms of my friend Sarah is working fan fest and she actually asked a question about uh, gluten free options that, that may be in that downtown region. Yeah. There, I would tell you that every restaurant knows how to do mm-hmm. gluten free things. It, it is such a phenomenon that every restaurant will have something for you. So just ask. Don't be embarrassed to ask about what the ingredients are in your food. Every restaurant now is able to offer gluten-free options. And we don't really have like a whole host of like gluten-free only restaurants. There is a restaurant that's in Calhoun Square in, in Minneapolis off of Hennepin Avenue in the uptown area that's called Fig and Pharaoh. And it is all gluten-friendly. It is all very vegan forward. It is an entire plant-based restaurant. And that's a great spot to check out if plant-based or vegan options are something that you're interested in. There, every restaurant can have something for you now. 
we're we're pretty evolved in that way. Also, Hell's Kitchen is right down there too, and they have a really dynamic menu. That's a great spot for breakfast, but it's also a great spot for anything. You can get breakfast 24/7, and they have a lot of unique items. Like one of the things on their menu that I love so much, it sounds weird, but it's porridge. It's made with wild rice. It also has nuts and berries and cream. And it sounds really weird, but it's like the most hearty bowl of like oatmeal that you've ever had. And it is just fantastic. Monoman porridge is the name of it. Good to know. Now, you, you brought up breakfast, too, because with, you know, hotels, people are staying downtown or they'll get their continental breakfast or some people in, in our crowd will be uh, will hang out being be hung over and nursing it and be like, am I going to make the session by 11? Well, there's also a bevy of breakfast spots when you wake up. And if you don't, if you miss the continental breakfast or you miss the breakfast that cuts off at nine 30, there are places downtown. I'm going to just throw my favorite out there is keys. Yeah. And there's several keys cafes, no matter where you're at in the area, but keys cafe that one of the downtown spots, I mean, it's going to be busy and you know, we're probably advertising it to 40,000 people right now. So, uh, restaurant owners downtown be prepared because it's going to be, it's going to be a zoo for three straight days, but they've gone through the super bowl. They're pretty, they're ready for it. But with keys, but what are some other spots? If you're going to wake up and you're like, you know what? I, I don't necessarily want a hotel breakfast today. I like Red Rabbit mm-hmm. for they have brunch and they make their own sausages that are just delicious. They are so good. And they have um, like breakfast uh, eggs and they've got Bernays. I also like the Lowry, which is up on Hennepin Avenue. And they do, again, Bernays and the Chilaquile and kind of the more fancier, not fancy, but just more than just your steak and eggs, I guess. Um, for breakfast, also, I mentioned Hell's Kitchen, which is amazing. I'm trying to think um, any of the hotels, too. They'll have like a certain kind of breakfast. But if you want to like do donuts, Angel Cafe and Bakery has they make handmade donuts there every day. So that's a great spot if you want to check that out. And any of the um, any of the coffee shops in town, uh, the Spy House Coffee does a really great job. And they have all fresh pastries that are brought in every day. We have a lot of great bakeries. We've gone through this the gamut of various types of foods and stuff. I know one of the places I was really looking forward to pitching to people that came out of town, and one of my former coworkers also was a big fan of it, Eric the Reds, but it's closing. So it is closing. We well, They will be opening up another restaurant later this year in another location, but it was like Nordic Barbecue. I had heard about it on the other show. They had a great beer selection. It was one of these things. It's like, I was really looking forward to that, and no, so we missed out on that one. But what are some some places that, okay, you've got... You know, we're, we're taking this to, okay, I need to get a, a, a burger and a bite or, you know, is, is there, is there something maybe that's, that's chain esque that's focused to the Midwest and maybe somebody from out in New York that's coming in may not have that's like, oh, well, this is worth trying out here in Minneapolis. Boy, I'm trying to, it's not a chain, but there is a local restaurant group and there are six of them that um they're all a little bit different. I think PS Steak is really fantastic and that's on Hennepin Avenue up by the Walker. That is a beautiful beautiful steakhouse and it is not it's some it's not something you're going to get everywhere. Mm-hmm. They just do a delicious job with service. They have these potatoes that it's equal amounts cream and butter in the potato to the ratio of the potato. They're called Elegot. 
And they are the creamiest, richest, most delicious things you've ever put in your mouth. They're so fantastic. Um, if you are like salad bound, there is a salad chain here that's called Crisp and Green that's locally owned. And you go in and they've got a bunch of salads that are prepared for you that are all less than 500 calories or you can make your own. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun. It's just a little bit different, more exclusive Twin Cities based chain. I also like um, Texas Roadhouse a lot. <laughs> yeah, I have, I've eaten there countless times. Countless yeah, places. It, they're one of the few restaurants that they cut their own meat. They make their own dressings. They bake their own breads. They have a brand new location in Woodbury. They also have one up in Coon Rapids. And I just think if you're chain restaurant style that you can't go wrong there. When we look at just the maybe the food misconceptions because when i moved here oh yeah what are you gonna have a bunch of lutefisk one hot, hot yeah. dish oh hey, have hey. Some hot dish? i love me some hot dish i i've i've become quite the connoisseur in even developing hot dish because my wife from princeton there's there's hot dish and then there's good hot dish and good hot dish is like egg noodles some ground beef a can of veg all and some ketchup <laughs> i think that's good hot dish whereas your traditional hot dish with your cream of mushroom soup your your ground beef your tater tots and boom that's your 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 that's the two main hot dishes that we get the the good hot dish air quotes is basically when we're like what do we got in the cabinet let's i don't really want to go out and get anything to eat yeah so well we talked about wild rice soup but there's a whole um thing called potluck that's up in roseville and this is a fairly brand new spot and what it is is it's eight local restaurants that are local chefs that all have their own interpretations on what the minnesota food is so there's nordic waffles are up there and they've got like had a, those at the state fair what, two years ago great yeah. and they have a bacon mac and cheese waffle smack shack is up there so they're going to give you the lobster roll burger dive is up there and they're going to give you just an incredible, just juicy, delicious down-home burger. And if you're lucky, they will have some pull tabs for you, too. Um, Justin (laughs) Sutherland again. yeah. Most places got pull tabs. Yeah, a lot of places have pull tabs. Uh, Justin Sutherland, again, has the um, Obashan noodles. So he's got a ramen bowl, but also a a Japanese fried chicken. That's great. Betty and Earl's is a biscuit place that's unique to the Twin Cities, and they make the best biscuits you've ever had. And I'm including the South. People. See, I'm from. Oh, see, their sausage and gravy biscuits. They're. You're rat- telling me they're, and that's in Roseville. Yep. You're up telling in me. Potluck. I live in New Brighton. You're telling me I've been. Oh, so you said it's it new. just opened. Okay, it's only okay. been open for. Gosh, I think it's been about eight months. Okay, so I'm about to have heart palpitations here because, granted, it's you're probably, missing out. It's not the food you should probably be eating on the regular, but growing up bees and G's, that's you know. Yeah, their biscuits. They've got a big biscuit breakfast sandwich that's fantastic. They've got an apple biscuit. So they do sweet, they do savory, they do the sausage and gravy. It's really, really amazing. And Smack Shack, too, in the North Loop. I mean, the lobster rolls, you're from the East Coast. Like, their lobster roll, I would literally put up against any lobster roll I ever had in Baltimore. It's full of lobster. It's delicious. And here's a little tip. There's a place, and it's a real dive bar, but it's in Northeast Minneapolis, and it's called um, the 1029. And you can get that lobster roll that they serve at Smack Shack inside that 1029 bar. They have some sort of arrangement where they serve them in there. And they also have pull tabs and they have a wheel you can spin. And it's a very fun neighborhood, just divey bar where you can get a delicious lobster roll. 
from a food perspective, again, we're going to talk about the the beer tap room scene again with the beer cast guys. But from a from a food perspective, the beer hall concept is something that's really kind of exploded again. Mm-hmm. And we've got plenty of them here. Uh, if, if you want to go in and get some brats and, and, and a beverage, I mean, there's a couple new bohemias left. Uh, one of them is downtown St. Paul near the Excel Center, which is the other direction of downtown Minneapolis. But, you know, if you're going to sit down, it's like, All right, I need a brat and some beers or something like that, uh, that, yeah. that in the area. Where, where's your best bets there? Uh, couple places um you would go i think you should go to keg and case which is on west 7th and this is the old schmidt brewery and it's been turned into a food hall so inside it are lots of different places if you want to have brunch you can go to in bloom and you can get what they call a dutch baby pancake you can also go to knack which is inside there and that's a meat market and they've got fresh hot dogs and fresh brats that they do right there revival is in there which is a barbecue spot so you can get a pulled pork sandwich you can get some mac and cheese they've also got a brewery in there they've got a coffee shop in there so lots of different concepts they have ashley old sweet science ice cream it's probably one of the best ice creams you've ever had so I would say keg and case, but also if you wanted to go and you wanted to get a great brat or a great hot dog, I'm trying to think, I just totally lost my train of thought because I had another place that was in Minneapolis for you and I can't remember. So just give me a sec. Um, ask me the next question and it'll come to me. Well, you've got the Surly sticker on. Oh, your, yeah. Here, sorry. Sur- that is what I was going to say. Surly Beer Hall. <laughs> um, so the Surly Beer Hall has a couple of different things for you. One is the food there is really excellent and it's kind of gastropubby. So you're going to get like, they have a burger. Meaning they you're not getting sausage. gas. Gastropub <laughs> is a term, people. <laughs> it means that you're going to have a little bit elevated experience. So they're not just going to serve you. They're brought with mustard, though. That's delicious, too. Mm-hmm. You'll get some homemade pickles. You'll get a little homemade chip on the side. They also on at Surly have a second level that has a fantastic pizza shop. Mm-hmm. And their pizza, I just love. It's very um, oven fired. It's got black little char spots on it. They've got lots of delicious toppings. And I, Surly is surprisingly a great place for pizza. Yeah. And again, this talking about the local beer scene, Surly has kind of led the charge in terms of putting Minnesota on the map with their craft beer. I know at that beer hall, I went one time and that was where you can also get in these tap rooms. You can get variants of normal varieties that you'll find in the stores, but you won't be able to, you can't, you can get them at the tap room. Like they had their fiery hell, which is yeah, the hell of which has jalapeno with chilies. And yeah. and I'm like, what is this? So I had that. I'm like, Ooh, that is, that's one of my favorite beers. That is too good to enjoy more than one of because you know what's going to happen later. But I mean, it was it's again, that's one thing about the tap rooms, too, is with with sometimes you get the food experiences. Invictus just opened up uh, not that long ago, I believe, up in Blaine and went there and they're, they're a tap room that in a brewery that didn't that's not a food truck's not attached, but they have like a food barn. You have to have to order separately because the laws in this state are weird about serving yeah. food. So um, that, have that, you been to the lab yet? In I Paul? have. Oh, it was I went there probably a week after it opened. And for those looking at a map, it's right or 280 and 94 come together that part of town. It's you got to go off university to get there. But I went there. And what I loved about the lab was I didn't know the brands I was drinking. I knew yeah. the styles I was drinking. And it was one of those things I was like, Man, if I didn't, if I wasn't married with two young kids under the age of eight, I'd be here all the time. Yeah, it's a really cool spot. You, they're basically incubating lots of different brands there and they don't label them. So if you want an IPA, you don't know who made it. And part of the Minnesota scene is we have so many fabulous craft breweries and craft distilleries that you tend to kind of order the ones you know, Mm -hmm. right? So it's fun to go there and not really know what it is, who made the beer for you, but just whether you like it or not. And they all are listed on Untapped. 
untapped if you're an untapped dork like I am. Yep. So it's it's one thing I went there and I was like, uh, you know, and you can and it's like you can you can have as much or as little as you want. They give you these little cards. Uh, yeah, I guess this is sorry, Beercast. We're talking about the the, the lab here because that is I heard it on heard it on that show. And then I went and experienced it. like you get the little card. You can pour as much or as, as little as you like. You can sample, create your own flights. And it's like one of those places. It's like. Man, why hasn't this exploded around the country? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And we have another place that does wine and beer like that in the North Loop. Um, Also, we have a lot of uh, great pizza spots. Mm -hmm. I want to just mention Black Sheep Pizza because it's both in downtown Minneapolis and in downtown St. Paul. And they have fantastic pizza. Isn't there one in Black Sheep? Is there also one in Duluth? Um, I don't know. If there's, you're thinking maybe Pizza Luce. I know Luce. there's a Pizza Luce up there. Yeah. And Pizza Luce is locally owned too. They have one in St. Paul. Fantastic they have one in downtown list. Minneapolis. Also a great Caesar salad. There's one of my favorite Wife Caesar salads. Wife likes a Caesar salad there. Yeah. I do and, too. and they're in Roseville as well. And so. they have good wings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's a good spot there. I'm like I said, that's one thing I loved about living here is you've, we've crossed all the, well, have we haven't really scratched the surface of the styles, but the options. And to know that, okay, I'm going to be driving around Pizza Lucia and Rosedale. I'm going to pick one up or Rosedale Center, Roseville, Minnesota. And I know that, okay, well, there's a, there's a coffee shop down the street with really good German chocolate cake yep. and fruit tarts that I love so much. So you really do you love fruit tarts, the, 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 the tart, like, you yeah. know, I love the custard and the, 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 I love those. Have you been to, it's a brand new place. It's in Frogtown. And the name of the chef is Mark Hugh, H-E-U. And it's patisserie Hugh. He is like a legitimate French chef and he is making some amazing tarts. Also Patisserie 46, which has a location both in Minneapolis and on Selby in St. Paul. Crazy good. Crazy, crazy good. I mean, we, we could probably spend, I mean, you've, you've spent 13 years talking about food in this area. I mean, it's, it, it goes I'm, on and on. I'm and trying on. to, I'm just trying to get 13, you know, a good, a good, you know, 13 more minutes. No, but, um, when we go to see wrestling fans are, you know, okay, what can we get out? What can we get quick? Now, we were saying that there's not a whole lot, but there are plenty of like corner cafes and corner restaurants, whether they be, you know, something as simple as a subway or like the H Street Grill, for example, which is, you know, got a pretty good beer list and, you know, your average sure. fare. There are hundreds of options, but from a, an experienced person that knows that 40,000 people are going to be coming out of this concourse at the same time. What is your strategy for, say, if you're one of those people coming out and like, okay, everybody else is trying to eat right now too. What is your strategy for getting something good that may not be overrun with all these people? I would light rail it. So I would get on the light rail and I would go down to Fifth Street and I would get off on that last stop. And you're going to dump right out where there's a Loon, where there's a Brothers, you know, there's a 112 Eatery. They're all kind of right there in that same spot. Glicks, Glicks is, is there oh, with that the is delicious bratwurst. That is, my, that is yes. probably my favorite place in downtown Minneapolis, other than Hopcat, because I granted that's not a Minnesota specific thing. But, they've you know, when you got 80 some beers on tap. You're going to you're going to like that. Also, too, like you can hop off the light rail. And you can walk like two blocks and you're at First Avenue and A Street where you can go into First Avenue's restaurant there and eat at the depot. If you feel like you're somebody that wants to experience what that First Avenue experience is like, you want to see the wall, you want to take your picture with the print star, which of course you should. Uh, First Avenue is our famous nightclub that is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Amazing place. I've only been to one show there. I was supposed to go see Soul Asylum there about two years ago and got we got snowed out. So we ended up going to Pizza Luce instead. <laughs> so, but I saw Atmosphere there, who yeah. was a local hip-hop artist and, and group he's of incredible players. and he Amazing. just released a new record what's a record 
<laughs> I have a record player, so I talk about records. Uh, phonographs, yeah. So again, First Avenue, it's one of those things that speaks to the music culture here. How how much do these cultures, the beer culture, the food culture, the music culture, the sports culture, how much do they all mesh together? Um, I think they mesh together a lot. If you think about music, art, chefing, it's a creative endeavor, making craft spirits, making craft cocktails. Um, all of these things can kind of come together in a way that furthers the art. If you look at a place like Northeast Minneapolis, for instance, you've got Indeed Brewing. You've also got Popo Vu, which you've, is... You've checked off so many of these things that I just love about the cities. This yeah, is because Northeast, like right in that little area there, you've got Indeed Brewing. You've got Popo Vu, which is a higher-end Mexican restaurant, which is fantastic. You've got Central, which is a quick taco spot that you can grab. You've got Abel Seed Brewing. You've got Minnesota Nice, which is the ice cream spot. You've got uh, on Anamale's barbecue truck. Uh, you also have um, Uncle Frankie's, which is a great place for a hot dog or a brat, which is the place I was thinking of before. See, I knew I'd circle back to it. All of that goodness is like right on one street that's like two blocks long. Also, you know, if you're in Northeast, like head to Certix, head to Certix is our first liquor store that opened after prohibition in the state of Minnesota. They've got great grab and go sandwiches. You could pick something up and take it to the stadium with you. There is also a great pizza shop that's right across the street. There's just every neighborhood you go into is full of discoveries. There's also Kramarchik's. Yes. Oh, let's talk about Kamarchik's. Uh, First of all, what is it for those who don't know? It is a very old school sausage uh, and bake shop and a meat market. And it's been there in Northeast for, I think Certix has been there since Prohibition, since the 30s. And Kamarchik's came shortly after that. They also have like a hotline. So you can get goulash and you can get Hungarian. Very Czech, Eastern European. Yeah. Food. And it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I took my mom there and uh, her her mother was born in in Ukraine and spent time in Germany. They, they came over after World War II. So when I when my mom came to town, I go, here's something that maybe you might remember from being a kid because it was weird. When I would grow up, Christmas was like Russian food, borscht and crab cakes. And they my my mom, my grandmother and my great grandmother would argue in three different languages. It would be like German, Russian, Ukrainian dialects and English. But crab cakes. It was just so strange. So uh, that was one of those places that, uh, again, if you're staying r around there and you've got access to it. Awesome. You've got a, you've got to kind of got a gold mine there. So uh, that's one of those places like if you're into that Eastern European fair, if you want to sample what some of the people from this area are, you know, their heritage is too. And then we've also got this, the Nordic side of things. Where would you recommend for there? Yeah. Well, Bachelor Farmer is sort of our restaurant of the North, as it were. They're doing, you know, the Swedish meatball and the smorgasbord. But I would say too, like the sample room in Northeast has a charcuterie board that is incredible. Um, so I think of that as being the North. Also, I like food building a lot. And this is a, a building where there's five vendors in it that are all working together. So there's Mike Phillips, who has Red Table Meats. He's making charcuterie boards. There's Bakersfield flour and bread. So they're milling their own bread there and baking it and using it to serve in the restaurant. There's Kieran's Kitchen, which he's the owner of the building. And he's an Irish guy that generated a lot of um, interest because he made two gingers whiskey out of Minneapolis okay. that was then sold. Yeah. So he's got a restaurant there that's serving all of these different makers. Alamar Cheese, we're also known for our cheese here. So food building kind of gives you all of that experience of the local artisan Minnesota makers, but in a restaurant setting. 
uh, this is just if, if you are any type of food person and you're coming into this not knowing what to expect, I think you're, you're, you're going to have your socks blown off. Here's my total tip for you, too. You know, there's the there's your um, local tourism websites and guides and all those things. But whenever I go into a city and this is what I would encourage you to do in this city is I would encourage you to ask your bartender, your person in your hotel that's cleaning your room, I would ask you to ask the real people, like, where would they go for this? Uh Because you're going to get a very different answer than you might get by just looking at some of the tourism guides. Because I think, you know, people live in these communities and they eat there every day and they have their favorites and you'll discover something that's different that maybe you wouldn't if you just stuck to some of the more well-traveled parts of town near these arenas. So another thing about Minnesota being unique is we, we've been touching on seafood, but walleye, this is a tremendous lake fish. Of course, the Green Mill's got it on their menu. A lot of places have walleye fingers or things like that, or or a, a, I think it's what, Cabi Low or whatever the heck the lodge is up, up northern Minnesota, some farm-raised stuff. But when you get fish here, and it's not just for Lent, when you get walleye, what is it about the walleye that is is kind of a Minnesota staple when it comes to fish? I think it's just a different, cleaner taste. It's super flaky. It's thinner, so it's a fillet in most situations. Um, it just has a, I don't know, I can't even, it has a like lake feel to me. And also, like right now, you're during Lent, so fish fry is a big thing. Um, that Although you can the, find the, the fishing season has technically just ended and it needs to reopen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, so Urban Growler in St. Paul is a brewery that's owned by two women, but they also have a restaurant there and they do fish fry and they're doing lake perch. So that would be something to check out. Um, also, the uh, Tavern on Grand is known for their walleye oh, sandwiches, walleye fillets, blackened walleye. They have walleye all over their menu. Each restaurant does um, fish fry a little bit different. But OBS, which is a sports bar up in St. Paul, they have a fourteen ninety five all you can eat fish fry. And then Bennett's, which is in St. Paul, and they are fun. It's a local supper club, and they do a great job with crab cakes. They have all you can eat crab legs on a Friday night for forty nine ninety five, which if that's your jam, like you can just load up. It's delicious. Yeah, it just might be walking a little rough the next <laughs> next week because uh, yeah, let's get the beer and beer and seafood and let's, let's yum. Let's get gout, everybody. Yum. <laughs> now, I love gout. Oh, it's not fun. Um, just sold myself out there. Now, when we look at you know, you'd, you'd mentioned uh, the the sports pubs and stuff, and I want to go back to Glicks for a minute because that is a very unique place. It's 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 the German beer hall. Got, yeah, beer it's got steins, giant half liter and liter yep. beer steins, and it's it's the beer selection is not robust. Uh, bottles, yes, but when you get what's on draft, it's basically going to be a couple different types of German beer, and that's it. The and just that type of food experience. This I'm a sucker for a soft pretzel, a giant soft pretzel. Oh yeah, like a, you know who has really good soft pretzels too is Red Cow. In North Loop, surprisingly. Have you ever been to Gastoff Zergemichheit in Stillwater? Yet. No, no. I haven't, I've only been, I've only made it to Stillwater once since I've been here, believe it. Oh, gosh. If anyone's staying in Stillwater, there is a giant food scene there. There's a speakeasy that's right across from the Laura Hotel that you have to knock on the door to get in. There's also Nacho Mama's has delicious nachos there. The nacho to chip topping ratio is fantastic. There's a burger spot down there that we ate at that was super good on the corner. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like this little old 
Andy's Diner type of thing. Yes, like, you know, it's really great. I think I it's, I want to say it's called Andy's. Something pa- like that. Parlor Bar, too. There's three, two of them. One is there's Parlor on West 7th in St. Paul, and they have what people say is one of the best burgers in town, and they also have malts and boozy shakes. And then they have a Parlor Bar in Minneapolis, which the, the basement is like kind of a... um cocktail bar it's a little higher end but you can get the parlor burger there too mm-hmm. so as we as we wrap up this f- i mean i feel like i could go hours on this one because you could I, but we we're people that are coming in they've got three days three and a half days so when they come in we've got a party with sports engine and jay robinson wrestling camps at cowboy jacks at that that big deck you know that's a huge one for twins games yeah um you know food and beer notwithstanding there's a party there but say say okay late night food when people get out and they're they're ready to party it up, but they still want something to eat. Are there some like go tos like, all right, I'm going to be out on the town tonight and I want to be able to get a couple good beers. But also, um, you know, I'm not going to go for a full sit down. I need something that I can, you know, pub fare kind of thing. What are some places that's like you're out of the town? You, you know, you're going to be out till 2 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever it may be. And you know that there's going to be have to be food along the way. What would you say? Well, there's a couple because that's down in the warehouse district. Mm-hmm. Right. So tracks which is the new um bar and restaurant that's located right next to the Fillmore. So the Fillmore is a music venue that's owned by Live Nation and this is a good spot if you just want to grab something. Also Pizza Luce we've mentioned, mm-hmm. but they've got a late night window so you can get grab a slice and continue on your way. As you're walking through downtown, there are also food trucks. There could be some hot dog vendors out on the street. Um, that's my one of my favorite things to do is to grab a hot dog when I come out of First Avenue and eat it as I'm walking to my car. Also, don't forget Candyland, which is... Um, Not on, just a game for kids. Anymore. No, it's on 8th Street and it is candy and popcorn and they have one in downtown st paul too and they have the best chicago mix so cheddar popcorn caramel corn almonds all mixed in it's just fantastic candy candy can candy can candy land candy land so uh i think what is it this is shoots and ladders too candy uh, yeah. just all these kids games that my, my daughters play so uh Finally wrapping up. Oh, and food trucks. Yes, that's you know, what I was going to say. Food trucks, they move around. What yeah, they do. trucks to keep an eye on? If you see it, go. Okay, there's so many. Right. I just think if you see a food truck, go. In St. Paul, <laughs> El Burrito Mercado has a great food truck, and they are they serve a fantastic tamale. Mm-hmm. Um, tamale! Yeah, really delicious tamales. And they have a full-service restaurant, too, both in Minneapolis and in St. Paul. If mole is something you're into or you want some really delicious margaritas, El Burrito is where it's at. Well, it's also going to be right around the heels of St. Patty's Day. So, what are, what are, what's our what's our Irish uh, or I'm fake Irish for a day kind of thing? Oh, right probably ahead. Shamrocks Pub in downtown St. Paul. It's on West Seventh. Uh, we talked. We started out yeah. the podcast talking about their Juicy Lucy, but they have a great Reuben also. Um, Rubens are kind of in every restaurant. I don't know why we have. That's about as extent yeah, of we're the Irish as Irish-ish, we get. Ish, ish. Well, yeah. Irish, ish. Um, yeah, Irish food is kind of because like the Lex will do like a great corned beef and the Lex is an old school um, supper club. And you should check that place out, too. They have a beautiful bar. It's been it's a heritage place in the Twin Cities. They have jazz in there. It's really cool. It's a great place to have a burger. Oh, they have these chicken sliders there. That's like a little fried chicken morsel on this delicious potato bun with this yummy slaw. And you can have uh, that at the bar. Potato and just, rolls are just yeah i know aren't you more people should do potato rolls 
something about just a, a ham biscuit with like a little ham bit of salad. mayonnaise or <laughs> I'm not quite on the ham salad train oh, yet. Oh, ham salad. Yeah. See, there's, there's your Minnesota come out. Oh, oh yeah. ham salad. You dropped your umlauts over I there. I did, I so, did. Uh, anything that you feel like we didn't touch on that you feel out of town guests really should have a chance to experience because I've lived here 10 years and I've off and I'm and looking at the shows that you've done. There's a couple things that you've done on your podcast that I'm like, I want to do that too because I'm going to look at it as a way of discovering Minnesota from a transplant standpoint. That's another conversation we'll have later. But if you're coming in, we've, we've hit a lot of cool things. There's not going to be enough time to see everything that we talked about today. But if you're coming into an area and you actually did a show about being a tourist in your own town, which I thought was really helpful um, for this and knowing what's around you, if, if, if there was one piece of advice that you can offer other than if you see a food truck, stop it. And talk to your neighborhood bartenders right. and the people that work in your hotels. All right. Let me stop the question then. What is your perfect Minnesota meal then? If you're going downtown Minneapolis and you've got, say, 20, 20 bucks in your wallet. Oh, downtown Minneapolis, 20 bucks in my wallet. Honestly, I think I would end up at the Monte Carlo or J.D. Hoyt's. Both local owned establishments. The Monte Carlo is just so classy inside it, but it's got my favorite dry rubbed wings that we talked about. JD Hoyt's has this thing that's called a buddy bowl that's like cheese and rice and there's meat and beans. And it's just fantastic. They've also got a lot of black and fish options there. And it just feels really cozy. I really love PS Steak too. That's in our historic building, the old 510 Grove Lind. And they're oh, hash- that's the Blue Plate restaurants, right? And it's not. No? It's not. It's um, owned by Jester Concepts. Or did Groveland, is it, I'm thinking Groveland Tap. You're thinking Groveland Tap, which is in St. Paul. And Blue Plate, we should talk about because they have Freehouse, which is in the North Loop. We mentioned the Lowry. That is a local restaurant tour group. They have great breakfast at the Lowry, also at the Highland Grill in mm-hmm. St. Paul. Uh, we've, I've eaten at the Highland Grill. Um, and then they have Rail, Rail Car, Rail. There's one in Maple Grove too. Was it two circle? Three, three squares. Three squares. That's it. Yep. Mercy is the Mercy. I can't think of the one that's downtown. That's right off of the light rail. I want to say it's Mercy. Anyway. But there's, yeah, that's, that's a restaurant group. That's also kind of synonymous with the Twin Cities. You, yeah. They, get, yep. they do a lot of advertising promotion on the radio as well. So, you know, they do, they do. Um, I've been to Groveland. I've been to the Highland Grill and we've picked up gift cards for three squares. We haven't actually been in there to eat yet, but uh, my wife picks up gift cards for there for, for her employees at work. So super good chicken sandwich too. Like I love a really crispy fried chicken mm-hmm. sandwich and revival has a great chicken sandwich. They have a location in South Minneapolis, also in the keg and case market and then up on on uh, Selby in St. Paul. Awesome. So again, so much to discover. So if people are in the area, but have not been exposed to uh, your foodiness, where can they follow you on social media and where can they listen to the show? Yeah. The radio show, you can find Weekly Dish wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, You can find my website, stephaniesdish.com, where I have comprehensive lists of what are the best wings in town? What are the best fish fries in town? um, What are places to go for date night or places that have fireplaces? I do all kinds of listicles there that you can find. And soon we're going to have to add places for wrestling fans to come. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And welcome to all of you that are coming here. The fan Twin Cities is a fantastic place. If you're going to do anything, like make sure you go to one craft cocktail room, make sure you go to one brew pub and you can go to more, but this is the minimum. <laughs> I would also go to uh, Mungtown Market. 
and just check out what, I mean, we have a larger population here of Hmong than any other people. And Hmong are Asian people that didn't necessarily have a land, right? So they were nomadic people. So their food culture is from all over the region. Primarily Southeast Asia, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia. That's right. So that going to that market here is like something that you can't get anywhere else. It's really interesting. They have like these amazing stuffed chicken wings that are stuffed with like rice noodles. It's like imagine an egg roll, but it's stuffed into a chicken wing. If you can even get your mind around it, they're super good. Green papaya salads. It's just a really cool place. I still can't get over the chicken wing thing. That just sounds heavenly. It is. It is. (laughs) And it's someplace that you really couldn't see in any other part of the country. Stephanie Hanson, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. Do this again sometime. Absolutely. The Short Time Wrestling Podcast is proudly outfitted by Compound Sportswear. Shirts, singlets, custom gear orders, everything you need. Call up Cliff and the crew at cmpteamwear.com. Hey, you know what? Did you like the show? You want to hit that subscribe button? MattTalkOnline.com slash listen. Various different ways to subscribe to this show on your favorite podcatcher of choice. And if you're already subscribed and you already listened and you love the show and you want to support this show and this network, MattTalkOnline.com slash join the team. Become a team member today. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.